We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, guys? Welcome to a tardy edition of the OBR Film Breakdown. This is going to be your Tuesday show. We'll have something else for you on Wednesday. I want to cover what we're going to talk about, which is a lot of injury stuff, as we're not really getting anything new for the start of the week, and we've covered a lot of the past, trying to look ahead to the future without jumping too far ahead too quickly. Myself and Andrew Spade, we go through all of the injury roundup stuff, both the uh, league-wide look here and then some of the ones that will impact the Browns in the upcoming games, and then obviously... Also talking about the Deshaun Watson situation, as well as Joel Batoni a little bit too. A little preface is that the Tom Pelissero information is in here about Deshaun Watson and the shoulder issue, right? The rotator cuff issue. And then also after this was recorded, our own Brad Stainbrook got sourced up with some information that PJ Walker will actually be the guy who gets the start if Watson can't go. So again, we don't know that. We do know the Pelissero information, the tweet that he put out, which updates you a little bit on the specifics of the Watson injury. But otherwise, we did not know the PJ Walker stuff, which broke just a little bit ago. So that will be discussed more on the next podcast. But for now, here's all your information as we know it, thoughts, analysis around the Browns, what we know about the injury situations, and a little bit of forecasting ahead. Let's get going on the latest OBR film breakdown right now. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. Sorry, this is a bit tardy for your Tuesday episode, but last night couldn't find a time to link up, and today we find time when we find time, and that's the story of life. So, you know, it's not always a perfect time schedule, but I think we've been pretty good lately, but I still wanted to get something out on Tuesday. So I have Andrew Spade here with me as usual, and Andrew, what's up? Hey, Jake, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good, tired. Can't, uh, you know, could complain more if, if, if the audience wanted me to, but don't think we have time for that. So we're going to, we're going to go right into this sucker, man. Um, I will say the injury stuff is at the forefront of the week here. We're going to talk about the Browns in a second. I think the things that have stood out to me, Andrew, is injuries to important players are out there. Justin Jefferson going on IR feels like Devon a chain. I hope I'm still saying that right. It feels like that last name pronunciation, Moves week to week. Yeah, um, he, he asked for it to be changed to A-Chan, I believe. A-Chan, okay, because mm-hmm. it's like Romeo Dubs wanted to be Dubs for a while. Now mm-hmm. it's, I think, Dobbs is how they're pronouncing it. I, it's hard to keep up with. That's all I'm saying. I need weekly updates on well, pronunciation. So A-Chan, Devon A-Chan, is how we're going with that? That's what he said to the media in Miami. But what I have um, noticed, Jake, is that there is an inverse relationship to, between how much an announcer gets paid that covers the NFL 
and how good they are with pronunciations, right? So like the the Fox C or D team, you know, like their their last they the guys on their their team that get like the worst game are nailing these pronunciations, and then Joe Buck goes out there on Monday night and he just says whatever he wants. He doesn't care yeah. at all. So you think that'd be flipped, but that's right. not the case, right? No. So. so so you get. I mean, the one the one high profile guy that I'll say does a great job is Mike Tirico. He really pays attention to that stuff and, and nails it. Yeah. But a lot of the guys on the on the national games love to get that stuff wrong. Jim Nance is guilty of it. Uh, Joe Buck is guilty of it, and so it creates confusion because people will start to kind of get in line and then these guys go on national TV and it just undoes all that work because Joe Buck just makes one up on the fly. So anyway, um, yeah, I think it's a Chan. Uh, he is, yeah, he's down for a few weeks, which is, uh, almost more of a fantasy injury than a, uh, a football injury. Right. Because like the dolphins are going to dolphin, you know? Yeah. They're going to get Jeff Wilson back from the IR and be fine. Right. right. Like that's the plan for them. I mean, but yeah, he was off to a, historic start here in terms of like and i i think the the comparison has been sort of apt with this like cj2k back in the day chris johnson mm-hmm. that burst that he has is special so that does impact the dolphins like you said middle of the season they want to peak at the end of the season he'll be back justin jefferson thing is a little interesting andrew i'll ask you what you would do with that guys on ir teams one and four hasn't got the contract he rightfully deserves having the most special wide receiver start in the history of the nfl i'm a vikings fan I would say as much as it's easy to say, hey, man, shut it down. Don't want to mm-hmm. see you. But these guys are football players. That's a yeah. long time of just yeah, yeah, yeah. not being involved in the sport it's, you love. So it's too early. It is too early. And Jefferson's a competitor, but I also wouldn't hate my team losing as many games as possible if I were the Vikings to get up into the one two range for these two quarterbacks that I think are separating themselves and have and Caleb and Drake and, you know, mm-hmm. Drake may some serious Justin Herbert vibes. But like, yeah, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't love it to be feeling like your season is over so early. But yeah. again, I, I point to the right draft at the right time. You know, there are times you can be bad and go into the draft and get the top pick. But, you know, we, we've gone through this. We've lived it. But this is the year you want to be bad. And it might stink, but ultimately the long-term gain of it can make for a decade plus of really fun football. So it's a, it's yeah. a balancing act. And it's weird to see the NFL's biggest partner ESPN just you know bluntly throwing out there that well that the yeah. that the Vikings should that they basically are saying Jefferson to consider shutting it down it's kind of yeah wild, I, I think that's more related to his personal interest in terms of the contract right because like if he doesn't feel like he's 100% why force himself to come back early when he hasn't got a deal yet because if he hurts himself significantly then he's you know limiting impacting his future earnings to a certain extent probably not a lot right but I think the the clearest path for the Vikings to tank, regardless of what happens with Jefferson, is the quarterback, right? If they have a, an interested party and can can move off of Kirk Cousins in the next few weeks, they've got Nick Mullins and, and a rookie named Jaron Hall on their roster behind. So, like, <laughs> you know, Jeff, Jeff, at that point, Jefferson can come back and yeah. play and stay healthy and, you know, get in the flow of, of the offense again. But if they're trotting out Nick Mullins or whoever Jaron Hall is, like, they're not winning games. So that would be the easiest way to guarantee yourself a top five pick and and have a chance to be in the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes, which considering where the rest of their roster is, if they did that, they could bounce right back into the playoff contention in a year or two. Yeah, I think that's kind of been uh, Questy's whole plan. It's always felt like is to do it on the fly. And if you could do the one-year thing for the long-term game, it's kind of like the Bengals. You immediately jump to relevancy because some of the pieces are in place. Now, the Bengals got 
I hate to say good fortune of Joe tearing the ACL because it landed them Jamar Chase, but right. you get what I'm getting at. It there. There's out. just, yeah, there's just some times where, you know, the weird, terrible outcome can be a good outcome. And I don't know, it's not something that we're very familiar with on this side. We should switch to uh, looking a little ahead at the Browns schedule coming up. There's two big injuries that have come out today. It is first that Anthony Richardson has an AC, a grade three AC joint sprain in the right shoulder. That's tough. You're talking months. So obviously the Browns aren't going to get him, right. but I mean, and that matters because he's a special talent, but um, that's really rough for this rookie to have a concussion and miss some time and then have this shoulder injury. And, you know, you look at him, Andrew, and you would say that guy looks like he will live up against any hit, right? Like, like he can handle anything because he's a freak of nature. One of the biggest, strongest, fastest quarterbacks you'll see. Like, I mean, again, a physically as big, but more athletic Cam Newton, which is kind of jarring to think about. So that one impacts things. And then James Conner, it seems on a relatively innocent hit. I was watching that game because I know you and I were pretty excited about watching that Cardinals Bengals game. Yeah. And it, he broke a nice run down the right sideline. And it just looked like his knee got kind of hit while in the air. So I don't I, apparently he's missing several weeks, potentially going on the IR, too, which all of these things are more. Uh, as far as you guys care, maybe more fantasy related, but I do want to hit on like these are players coming up and Connor was one of the more dangerous, consistent weapons for the Cardinals. And obviously Gardner Minshew seems to operate Steichen's offense pretty fine, but Anthony Richardson is a different level of preparing. So yeah. those two injuries do matter because we're talking about again, Andrew, we said the other day, maybe just yesterday, you got to win three of the next five, right? That would be the goal to get three to get to what? Uh, or maybe it was four. I can't remember. But you're trying to get to six and four by that That's stretch. So yep. uh, having those two injuries obviously impacts things a little bit there, right? Yeah, I think Connor is the type of back. I mean, I, he gave the Browns fits the last time they saw the Cardinals. Um, he's the type of back that does tend to give them trouble uh, when they decide not to tackle, like we saw against the Ravens last week. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's it changes the outlook for those games a little bit. I think you already felt fairly good about those games. I think, you know, the, the, both of those injuries move them even further towards games that they really ought to be winning, you know, and, and um, it, you, I, you know, it, I, we kind of talked about this. You, you put the, you put a little bit of pressure on the team, especially, you know, I think fans generally myself, I think you, we don't feel great about what this Sunday looks like with the 49ers. If you're two and three, it's a, it basically becomes a must win going into Indianapolis, you know, um, it, it, relative to where they want to be in the season. Right. So, um, who, you know, th their starting quarterback being different for that game matters. And the type of play that Gardner Minshew excels at is the type of stuff that the Browns defense loves to, uh, eat up so far this season, right? All those quick underneath throws that go nowhere the Browns kind of come up and tackle and just constrict space and constrict space and, and, and suffocate, you know, a, sh a short passing game with, with a running attack off of it. The one thing I'll say is we, we kind of talked about the Colts running on all, all over the Titans. I think that stuff could be pretty successful. You know, a two headed monster of Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss running the ball. Well, could be pretty successful against the Browns based on what we saw the Ravens do. So, you know, the quarterback, thing is what it is but if Minshew can convert a few third downs and the and the Colts can run the ball that's really more where my concern would be with their offense um and obviously the the change from Richardson to Minshew is mostly now you don't have a running quarterback to worry about like I said that offense will still 
be able to function because Minshew has come over from yeah you know he's Philly. he knows Steichen he, he just they've mm-hmm. there's an understanding there so well as we switch off injuries for other teams looking around at what's coming and looming and all of that which I think is still pertinent to hit on we have to hit on the Browns I think yesterday having practice Andrew confused me because I'm used to it felt like Wednesday because Wednesday yeah. is when these teams get back out there but obviously the Browns are back out there earlier because of the uh, opportunity with the bye week and whatnot and uh, you know, when you look at the the injury report here, we don't have an injury report because we're not, you know, you don't need to have one. They're not mandated to give you one. But uh, when you look at it uh, yesterday, there's no Deshaun Watson on the field again. And I think the large thought process, Andrew, was, hey, let's not play him this past Sunday and he'll be good to go, ready to go coming out of the bye week. Well, that's not the case, right? Tom Pelissero tweets out day to day, according to sources, he has a rotator cuff contusion which I'll let you elaborate on in a, in a moment here, Andrew. But to finish up the tweet, he said, after surprise scratch in week four, uh, Watson spent the bye week resting, rehabbing, and um, didn't practice Monday. So it's not like he was inside throwing, which is what I saw some people saying. He was just inside not practicing. And um, they said he did do a little bit, but we'll see. The status is to be determined this weekend. We have very little fit. Actually, you know what? I'll just throw it to you. What do we know about rotator cuff contusions based on what the Google machine tells us? Because that's all we're going to get. Neither of us are experienced in this endeavor. Right. But it is, it's a little bit different than, you know, we just talked about Anthony Richardson with the separated shoulder, you know, which is more about the joint. Um, This is the rotator cuff is that, that sort of, uh, I think it's a, it's a muscle, right. That comes over the, it's muscles and tendons that holds your shoulder in place, according to. I'm looking at Johns Hopkins website right now. And so the rotator cuff kind of comes across the front of your shoulder and, and down the, the top of your arm. And it's what allows you to sort of reach your arm over your head and lift your arm. So, you know, wh- whereas if you have a shoulder joint injury, that's more about total shoulder mobility. Rotator cuff stuff is specifically about the throwing motion. You hear it all the time in baseball, right? Torn rotator cuff, strained, all these sorts of things. That's It's such a baseball injury because your arm is always over your head and you're using that downward force to put velocity on the ball. I think in this context, you know, it being bruised, then it becomes you, you enter the world of just like with a sprain, it's all about how severe it is, right? How deep the bruise is, how, how long it takes for it to heal. I think what's clear is that, you know, the Browns entered that week with Baltimore expecting it's a bruise. There's no structural damage. It clears up. But because it's specifically on that rotator cuff, it's it's limiting Watson's ability. This is now this is me guessing a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, my guess is that it's limiting his ability to to push the ball uh, in a way that a you know a bruised shoulder elsewhere or you know any other sort of contusion wouldn't right because it's specifically on that overhead uh, area, and so I think that's really what's happening here is that it all of this stuff about him not throwing yesterday or as much, you know, but throwing inside, whatever he did, that's all related to the fact that this recovery is more uncertain because of specifically where that bruise is. And so I think that, you know, as you look forward to what happened Sunday, my line on this since last week has been the Browns have to be prepared for him not to play because it hasn't gotten right the way that they thought it would so far. So why would you expect that all of a sudden that timeline would start uh, matching now, right? Like there, there has to be every indication based on what you've seen. You can't make the same mistake twice is the easiest way to say it. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So why would you go Game Time? They have flash deals, last-minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats, like I said, before you buy them. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone. All right. So you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that game time app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets, create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co, but I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Again, I think we were out in front of this a little bit, despite getting yelled at, where... It's just there's a lot of presumptive st- stuff going on, and there there has been. It's it's wild to me that we're now this far into the issue he's had, and this is the first report we get of it. I still don't know that there's a giant competitive advantage here to just hiding this all the time. And it's it's strange to me that there can't be an honest discussion about it from the people involved. It is um, also strange to me that, Watson would have felt so confident in the shoulder to say to people he would be playing last week, publicly saying that to reporters, right? Obviously leading the the coaching staff to believe something similar as well. 
I, uh, I don't trust. Let me put it this way. I don't trust anything around this. It could be way worse than we know. I thought yesterday, Kevin saying like, he'll be ready when he's ready. And that's when he'll be out there. I would, again, I hope you don't get mad at us because (laughs) the evidence is in our side. They don't deserve trust here, man. They don't deserve trust on this. And in you being told he'll be out there Sunday, he won't like, I am very much in believe it when I see it mode. And yeah, that means at this point, they're looking at playing another quarterback, which is um, not, not ideal against San Francisco. So take that, uh, take that in. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that Jake, your point about them not needing to do this is so right on that. This is not, you know, and, 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 you know, potentially there's some of it that is about, you know, not knowing what they're up against or, or how to describe, you know, his injury, but, but yeah, being less transparent about this stuff is not helping anybody at this point because there's no competitive advantage because, you know, the, the, <laughs> the no team is going to lose sleep preparing for Dorian Thompson Robinson, especially after what he put on tape in week four. Right. So right. there's, there's no element of surprise here. If the Browns had, you know, two quarterbacks that were roughly even in talent and it wasn't clear, which, you know, back when the, the, the Washington team had Kirk cousins and RG three, that is a legitimate reason to potentially obfuscate who's going to play quarterback because they they could not be more different. Right. So you could, you would have to have defensively almost two different game plans. If you didn't know if you were going to face Kirk cousins or RG three, this is not that case. This is Deshaun Watson is good. Dorian Thompson Robinson is not. So, we'll just have the same plan except we'll feel a lot more comfortable that the quarterback's not going to slice us up at all if it's DTR. And that's basically all the the 49ers have to do. I mean, the way the 49ers play defense, they are not losing a second sleep over this. So all you're doing really in not being totally transparent about what's going on with this injury is feeding into all the stuff that's going on in Cleveland, right? Because that's that those the only people you're misleading are are your own fans. And it's not, you know, I think at this point they should understand that it's not helping them. The way that this would be framed is from a 49ers perspective, they're going to start one of these two guys. They're going to have different game plans and here's what we would shoot should plan for. And to your point, I think they're in a, they're probably like the Browns defense to an extent right now where they're in a bit of an autopilot mode, right? Where they do what they do and it doesn't really matter what the opposition does so much. Uh, I think the Browns got caught a little bit with a punch in the face on that Mm -hmm. uh, the other day, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't, nothing's over they they go play they line them up they wear the pads and we'll see what happens on Sunday Uh, it does change any you know backside hope you have for they could they could pull this sort of thing out I mean again I I, they they all tie their shoes they all pull their pants up and all that stuff is the same but it is a really really daunting task to see them you know hosting San Francisco winning with PJ Walker or Dorian Thompson Robinson playing playing quarterback. It's just it's really hard to envision that based on where they are as a collective, a collective group. So um, you know, man, I I don't I don't feel good about it. It doesn't, in my opinion, feel like he's gonna play. It feels like there might be a little bit of an inkling of, you know, maybe we take San Francisco off here and then really push into mm-hmm. Indy and some of mm-hmm. these others, which is yep. not what I think the fan base wants to hear. But if no. this is as serious a contusion on the rotator cuff as we're led to believe here, and I do think Watson deserves some benefit of the doubt on playing with injuries. I think that to me is fair. Oh, for sure. For 
For because sure. he has played with serious injuries. But if you are out there on the field, I will say, okay, there's miscalculation from his end about what he can overcome. Maybe yeah, he overconfidence, he's a hero, arguably. Mm-hmm. Overconfidence for sure. But if you're on the field on Sunday and you know you have to play Baltimore and you feel like, like, man, I can't drive the ball. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't drive it. You can't play. You, you right. really can't play. And, you know, again, the, the comparison to the former quarterback, the left shoulder is always different than the right shoulder. The left shoulder is about dealing with discomfort. It's just, it's just discomfort because it's your lead shoulder. It's not the, not the shoulder that's whipping through and creating the torque and really taking the, 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 the brunt of the blow, right? Like that's, it shouldn't even have to be explained. It's a discomfort thing. It's not something that Mayfield wanted to deal with or is better for dealing with. It is just the, the, nature of the situation is you can play with the left shoulder injury of as a right-handed quarterback but if you have a throwing shoulder injury and you're physically not able to i could be medically cleared everything mm-hmm. is structurally intact there's just a contusion in there that's medically cleared it's, it's a bruise you can play if you can do the things you need to do that you know here kevin talking about full, full faculties or whatever yeah like if you though you get out there and you can't throw it and you know this, you know, you're the person doing it, you feel it, ah, can't get it done, then to me, it's pretty obvious why he wouldn't be playing. I, I think that there's just was last week some miscalculation of the seriousness of it and the need to be prepared. We'll see how prepared they are this week for the alternative yeah. quarterbacks because I think we're getting an early indication we won't see him. But yeah, man, I, I think it like is a uh, it's unfortunate, but now that you get this news, it's not surprising. The thing that's jarring to me, though, Andrew, is around the circus of the, again, the Mayfield shoulder thing, now this thing with, with Watson, to not have more transparency from the people involved, I think is really lacking the optics, like not realizing, yep. reading the room mm-hmm. sort of thing to me that I think that they should be trying to do for a fan base that's trying to support them and Maybe don't tell them to be patient all the time and maybe explain to them fully (laughs) what the quarterback is dealing with so that they don't have like a PTSD situation, which I think is very fair coming off of what happened with Mayfield, where nobody would tell the truth. Oh, is he telling the truth? Is that person telling the truth? Is Kevin telling the truth? Is Deshaun telling the truth? Who's giving us this information? The only people we've gotten the information from is Tom Pelissero and what was it, Evan Washburn? The right. only two people to give us actual information about what's going on. So yep. you can say, well, they don't want to give a competitive advantage. Like you said, Andrew, the 49ers don't give a shit. They don't right. care. Nope. They just, they're, they're going to do their thing. It'd be nice for the people who support the team to have an idea of how healthy or unhealthy the quarterback is so that they can, <laughs> I know you're not serving the fans. That's not the organization's job, but you are trying to serve an understanding of where your football team is. And just the, the gray area context, like, in this situation, I can appreciate it from Kevin sometimes, but in this situation, I'm not keen on it. I, I'm really yeah. not. And I think it's been sort of lacking some taste there. Yeah, I think all, all he has to say, right, is, uh, yeah, on Sunday it felt like, you know, against Baltimore, he, he felt like he couldn't drive the ball. He wasn't ready. So, you know, and we, you know, we don't want, you know, Deshaun to go out there if he doesn't feel like he can compete at his best. I don't think that there's anything wrong with saying that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know, now or tomorrow, whenever, that, you know, it's not recovering the way that we thought it would. He's He might need more time, and we're going to have a really, you know, we're going to have Thompson Robinson or P.J. Walker or whomever ready to go on Sunday. You know, I, I, I there's nothing wrong with saying that. And it doesn't, yeah, like you said, it doesn't inhibit their ability to be competitive. It's not, you know, the 49ers aren't probably even going to care to, to, to find that quote, you know, because it doesn't, it's not an open question for them. 
It's just about being a little bit more transparent so that there's no sense from anybody that, that things are being hidden. And I, I, you know, to your point, Jake, if, if this is happening in a vacuum, then I don't think anybody's worried about it. But considering that two years ago, the quarterback and the coach basically ended their relationship over the fact that they couldn't get on the same page about an, a very, you know, not the same injury, but a similar injury. Right. And, yeah. and it's not about, it's not about the specific piece of the anatomy. It's about the lack of clarity and, the, and, and this weird distinction that Kevin keeps trying to parse between being injured and being hurt. And, you know, he's cleared medically, but he can't, that stuff is a distinction without a difference. And people Fans, the media are not equipped to understand it. So when you yeah. say stuff like that, you're making it sound worse. And I, it doesn't seem like he understands that. And a unified front would be good too, again, around the For optics sure. of last year's falling apart of a relationship between the two most important people in your organization at that time. I think that a unified way of saying things about it, it felt like both guys were out there just talking on their own. And it felt like, again, Kevin was doing something similar here where he was saying what he was saying and Andrew Barry saying what he was saying. We haven't heard from Watson much. Right. So right. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm not asking for a miracle here. I'm just kind of saying, I think the message should be more unified that that's yeah. it. You, you shouldn't be telling yeah. the lead Browns beat reporter that you're going to play. If there's not a full on understanding, you're going to play. Otherwise people feel deceived when yeah. the game comes about. So it's a language thing. It's a verbiage thing. It's all of that. But, but at the same time, it, it does matter. It does because look at the, the direction of the conversations we've had, Andrew, over the last week and a half here about like, you can say this drama is contrived or whatever. You can go whatever angle you want on that, but that's not really the case because we are left to guess. And if you're left to guess, what evidence do you have outside of what we experienced last year, which is so jarring and you just think it might carry into this show. I just think they've missed the mark on all this. It might not matter. In a month, these guys might have rattled off three in a row and Watson's yep. healthy and all of that. It's a possibility. But as you sit here on a Tuesday of game week, right, you have to ask some of those hard questions. So um, anyway, the only other news is Joel Batonio's on crutches. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I, I guess Joel Batonio left the game on crutches. Nobody knows about it. So that's an interesting wrinkle. And, and you know, he might miss the game and and again we haven't we don't have an injury report but a guy leaves on crutches he's questionable he's not practicing you're left to guess you know this guy might not play whatever whatever and it just is um it's a really tricky situation and not one that i think is 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 something that should lead to optimism but again if you're missing one offensive lineman andrew although joel is really special if you're just missing one offensive lineman and you feel like that gives yourself this doom and gloom about the game that's probably a bigger question that you need to ask about your football team. And it speaks to where the offensive line is right now, a group that we all perceive as one of the best in, in the game. And I think at this point, it's safe to say we need to recalculate that a little bit after the first quarter of the season. Yeah, I think that there's a changing of expectations and it's disappointing. You know, We kind of touched on this last week. It is disappointing that they're underperforming, but in terms of how the the fans see the team, you know, in terms of what you expect on a week to week basis, I think revising those expectations for the offensive line performance downwards is reasonable based on what they've put on tape. So, um, you know, we kind of talked about they've got the bye week, maybe some scheme changes help them to refine some of that stuff. But obviously, an injury to their best offensive lineman is not helping. And uh, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I would assume it would be Michael Dunn replacing him. I, I'm interested to see what Michael Dunn looks like 
because, you know, one of the questions is players and scheme and those sorts of things. And so bringing a new player in oftentimes sheds some light on that question. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up there. I think we've gotten enough Tuesday updates out of this thing. Again, they, they had a little bit of a session yesterday. We heard some things. We'll update you as we go. We're going to start looking ahead at the 49ers on tomorrow's podcast. Then we'll get with Jordan Zern for Thursday, look at the NFL and really hone in on how the Browns at that point, we'll see how they beat the 49ers, what it would actually take to make that sort of thing happen. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll see if we can come up with a way to do that. Might take some mental gymnastics, but we'll try our best. So anyway, for me, for Andrew, we appreciate you stopping by the podcast. As always, stop by the OBR $1 for your first month. Rate and review the pod. We appreciate that. Sorry for the tardiness of this pod. Never our goal. Life happens sometimes. Appreciate you guys understanding. And also, above all else, appreciate you guys stopping by. Thanks for being here. Go Browns. Go Browns.